welcome to The Breakdown. My name's Mary, and I'm a pastor at Hope Fellowship, and I am here with two other wonderful pastors, Brock and Josh. How are you guys doing? What's up? That, I mean, I don't know. If I was a judge on American Idol, I might say that that was, that was beautiful. Eastern that was beautiful, dog. That was, that was incredible. I want so, you to sing, too. Can you sing What's Up? That would be— You know, harmonize? We don't want to cause car crashes throughout the <laughs> Dallas Metroplex if I were to do that. So ones and ones of cars will crash. Yes. Oh, good. Okay, well, we'll we'll uh, let we'll let you pass on that one then. <laughs> um, but uh, every single week we get together and we take a portion of the weekend teaching at Hope Fellowship, and we take a passage from that teaching and break it down. Um, we want you guys really to walk away and understand more about the context, what you're reading, and be able to apply that to your life. And what's exciting about the series we just finished up was how to Bible, and that's like literally what we do here mm-hmm. in this podcast. And so. Um, We had all the campus pastors at their campuses um, share a message, and they talked about how— and go go watch um, online. You can catch, I think, all of them. Um, But basically, we talked about how you can take a verse, and when you don't apply it well, when you don't know certain things about the context, uh, you can end up— on the other side of the globe. Like you're you're not understanding what it's actually saying. And a lot of times we do that in our lives and we have these verses on mugs and on our magnets on our fridge and, and, you know, like Mm -hmm. the bookmarks have these little short verses. If pretty much anything that you say or anything is quoted and it gets to a magnet, you know you've arrived. (laughs) Magnet living is is extraordinary. Magnet life. Yeah. Yeah. And so they'll, they'll, and they're always like, so like, encouraging, inspiring, right? Every single one that has made it to like a mug. And so that's why we called this um, this podcast today the Coffee Mug Mystery. Mm. Because when you truly read those verses on those coffee mugs or magnets, if you were to go back and actually learn the context and understand it, it might not be what you think. And so we picked out one of those verses um, today, Matthew 19, verse 26. Mm-hmm. Yep. So strap in, hold on, trying to keep up. Matthew 19, 26. But with God, everything is possible. Period. Boom. Boom. What right, so, more do you need? <laughs> yeah. So if you were to hear that just out of context and just hear that, what what would you be thinking? What would be going through your brain as you, as you hear that that thought? I'm thinking I can do anything. Like, like if, if there's a hard thing I have to do, I can do it. Like, it's about me being able to do something that's so, difficult. So, like, extraordinary strength, basically. Yeah, to get through basically, diff- yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, if I, can, uh, if I can dream it, I can do it. Okay. Yeah, I can yeah. can achieve those dreams. I can follow my heart. Yeah, and I think, I guess, go to this, like, if I was facing a difficult circumstance, like, God's going to give me the power to get through that difficult yeah. circumstance. Which so. is true, right? That yeah, God yeah. does yeah. do that. You know, He does give us the power, you know, so— it can be true, but I don't think that after studying, that is how I necessarily feel when I walk away from this passage. Mm-hmm. Right. I think if you were to go back and read the whole entirety of this passage, you may come up with a different conclusion. Not that our conclusions are bad, yes. but I just don't know if they're in or this wrong. passage. Right. Yeah, yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to rewind like your VHS. Go ahead and put that VHS in there and rewind. Can can you do the sound for us, Brock? You did a really good earlier. That was the worst one I've ever done in my life. I that was horrible. I can't believe you made me do that. Raise your hand if you know what a VHS player is. I will say that I do, so I'm very proud of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're going to go back to verse 16 and just jump in from there at the beginning of kind of where this conversation that we're listening into starts. Let's do it. All right, so it's interesting. So in verse 16, this guy comes to Jesus, and he asks the question, 
what must I do to have eternal life? And so, or kind of like, what good thing can I do? He's looking for the answer to solve this puzzle. And Jesus replies, you know, why are you asking me about what is good? There's only one who is good, and that's God. But he says, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. And so mm-hmm. the guy kind of says, okay, which ones do I need to keep? And it's really interesting what Jesus does here. He starts talking about the ones that relate to how you love other people. Yeah. So don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't testify falsely, honor your father and mother. And the guy replies, hey, I've obeyed all those things, and so I must be good. And Jesus says, if you want, in verse 21, Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, which seems like a lofty goal, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And so it's interesting in the Greek the word here for perfect is teleos. And that really means if I want to come to full maturity or come to this idea of a completion or something like that, how do I fulfill this whole thing all the way out? And so he says that, and Jesus says this idea of don't store up for yourselves, which he already talked about in Matthew chapter six, don't store up for yourselves treasures on this earth, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven. And so he says, if you do that, if you go sell all your possessions, then come follow me. And so it's like, give up, but then come follow. And so this is a real, this is an intense verse. Would you mm-hmm. guys agree with me? Yeah, th- this um, for sure, if you think about what's happening, uh, I would say there's for sure probably tensioning happening. Um, you, you know, you just kind of flew over five, six pretty significant verses there. Yeah. Um, and so Jesus is with his disciples. This this young rich guy comes up. Um if you study this, there's some really helpful notes about just kind of looking at it like it like it is. So this guy's uh, he's he's kind of not sure whether or not he wants to follow Jesus. So he's asking him questions. They're viewing him as kind of somewhat of an authority because of like his wealth. Maybe he is some kind of like authority, uh, you know, in that community or something like that. And yeah, he's asking God about this this question about like, well, so uh, you know, what kind of good do I have to do? It's interesting. He says to achieve eternal life. Um, so he's not even necessarily, we might kind of jump to salvation or something like that. But he's he's just kind of asking about, hey, what do I have to do to be a part of like your kingdom, a part of your rule, to have some kind of like influence in what you're doing here? Uh, so so then to start to see Jesus's response, you know that, that this tension was building uh, amongst these people that were uh, not only following Jesus, but seeing this thing play out between him and this rich young ruler. Yeah, and I mean, he's also coming to him, and we can know about this guy that, like, yeah, he's successful, clearly, but he was keeping all these already. So it kind of makes you wonder, like, why he even decided to go up to Jesus in the first place and be like, is there something else? (laughs) What else do I need to be doing? Which in, you know, anyone that wanted to follow the law and um, be righteous in the Jewish community and, and the audience here is Jewish reading this is really— they, they want to do what's right so that they can be good and righteous and get into, you know, have eternal life. And so he already did all that stuff. So he comes to Jesus. I think that's so interesting that he comes and he's still like, so he knows there's more, there's something else, you know, and, and Jesus offers him, you know, this path, but it was not exactly what he thought. He thought maybe, give me another task is what I'm thinking he's thinking, right? Yeah, and if you even think about Further in the context of this verse, Jesus is just talking to them about let the little children come to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's this the the lesser than in society. So now it's almost like we've turned it on its head, and here comes someone that's got yeah. wealth that does all the things that. Decide. And I think there's an idea 
in Judaism at that time, if you had wealth, then you must be doing something right. Yes. You were blessed of God. And so here's this conventional idea of children, keep them away, rich guy, oh, let them in. And so Jesus is kind of turning that whole thing mm-hmm. on its head here and saying, hey, yeah. if you really want to be right, it's not about having the possessions, it's about understanding the kingdom and yeah. storing up for yourself treasures in the kingdom, not on this earth. Yeah. And so it really gets kind of upside down world is going on here. Yeah, which is Matthew, in Matthew, that's a big thing. Like even like following the Sermon on the Mount and all of that, like he's taking everything they know and really like just upside down, like you said, like just flipping it on his head. Yeah. And so then it's interesting in verse 22, and this is where the story gets a little sad. So I hope it's not too sad for, mm. for everyone out Hold there. Hold in there. <laughs> yeah, but when the young man heard this, he went away sad for he had many possessions. And so he hears this call from Jesus and his attachment to wealth is too strong. He can't let it go. Yeah. Like that is so important to him. I just the thought of not having that wealth is just too much. I, and so he just walks away sad. And so, and then this is when it gets really fun here. There, Josh has a couple interesting insights. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think I was trying to be funny and it didn't work at all there. Oh, but, but good try. But good, <laughs> thank you. So the verse 23, then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. We've gone, as we've talked about on here, we've gone to meddling right now. We're meddling in people's yes. lives, so what Jesus is doing here. He says, and he says, I'll say it again. So a little more emphasis. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Yeah. This would be like the version of the coffee mug verse that never made it onto the coffee mug, you know? <laughs> it's the one that it kind of, it's it's fun to think about, but I think often people do all sorts of wacky things with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe because it's so shocking. Yeah. Either, either what Jesus is saying about this wealthy guy or the way in which he's saying it in such an extreme way, but it is a really neat one to talk about. Yeah. And so there's been a lot of interpretations throughout the last mm-hmm. few decades of yeah. people, about this verse. There's this idea that this was a, like a gate and a camel. A literal gate. Yeah, and yeah. if a camel got down on his knees, he could get through the dates, gate. So you're saying, oh, just as long as you, you humble yourselves and you you pray. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, there was a brand of cigarettes called Camel. Mm-hmm. And so if you could get a camel cigarette, I, that's not it either. That's not it. No, I was like, where are you going with yeah, this? Nowhere. nowhere. Was, that, was that a thing? <laughs> yeah, it was. There was camel cigarettes though, for sure. I was thinking today it would be kind of like, so we're in Texas. It'd be like, you know, it's tougher for a cow to fit through the handle of a coffee mug or Ooh. something oh, like that. Oh, wow. modern yeah. day. Look, look in the coffee mug reference to yeah, our, our podcast. back in. in. So yeah. what Jesus is really saying here, you think about this big old nasty beast mm-hmm. of a camel. Huge. Huge animal. Is it possible for it to go through the eye of like a little tiny needle? Definitely not, 100%. Yeah, so Jesus is saying here, like he's left us in this audience that we're hearing this, it's impossible. So he's basically saying, hey, rich man, impossible to enter the kingdom of heaven. And we should be shocked right now. We should be shocked. And there's a little bit of like anger. There's a little bit of misunderstanding. There's a little bit, did I hear that right? All that's going on in the audience as we hear this passage, it's really shocking. Yeah, to hear salvation of the rich being declared as impossible. Yeah, probably shocks yeah. people right now. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about that. Yeah, and so, I mean, you, if you pull, again, here'd be another example of pulling a passage out of context and mm-hmm. not reading it all the way through, that you could read that like, uh-oh, mm-hmm. we're in trouble. And even trying to define, like I've been so many debates over my life and what defines wealth? Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about a lot of people in the United States uh, compared to maybe some other third world countries that you might say, oh, we're all wealthy. Yeah. But I know sometimes, a lot of times, I don't feel so wealthy in this <laughs> country. And, and I know a lot of other people feel that same way too. Um, but then 
this is just this shocking moment that happens here. So the disciples, it says they were freaked out, they were astounded, and they said, then who in the world can be saved? And Jesus responds to them and said, and here's where we get to our verse. He says, humanly uh, speaking, it is impossible, but with God, everything is possible. Mm -hmm. And so here we've been in this moment of like, can the rich enter the kingdom of heaven? No. Now Jesus says, no, but with God, anything's possible. Mm. I can get a stupid camel through the eye of a needle. I can save a rich person. And so now all of a sudden we're just like, what's happening here? I just thought, no, then yes. And so it's, it's a little confusing. It is. And there's this really neat, if you, again, you kind of, one of the things about uh, exegeting scripture, uh, you know, we often talk about getting caught up in the weeds in the sense of like, you know, kind of going out on a limb and making this mean stuff that doesn't really mean. One of the things uh, about really digging into is uh, you can forget kind of the broader story being told, the broader biblical narrative that's kind of in front of us. And so to think about the way Jesus um, probably systematically going through and He's a uh, you know referencing uh, um, kind of dethroning all of these really popular idols yep. throughout society, and this one just so happens to be a really popular idol, which is money, mm-hmm. wealth. Yep. After and after having said, "Hey, you can't serve God and money." Now he's got this this uh, kind of live action yeah. scenario playing out in front of us with this guy. Yeah. And so it's so now you're left with the idea of like, oh well, God can can save anyone, which I think is when we talk about the context of with God, all things are possible. And really in this context is saying that it's impossible for a human being to save themselves. Yep. Yes. But with God, all things are possible. He can save any human being. Right. And so that's really the context of that coffee mug verse, but with God, all things are possible in terms of he can save anyone. Yeah. And no. it doesn't it doesn't remove like the, the choice of ours either. Like the guy rejected Jesus. Right. He chose his money. He loved Jesus. And but simultaneously, it's almost like the ceiling of the capacity for the disciples understanding understanding Christ's salvation is almost like removed and and increased because they're seeing uh, this thing played out uh, with with wealth mm-hmm. and saying it, it, this is so strong uh, that many people are going to choose it over me, but follow me and and in, with God, nothing's impossible. Yeah, yeah. So very encouraging. I mean, as you're a listener here at this point in time when Jesus was talking to these people, like, wow, God can do anything to, to reach anyone to help them understand. And so if we bring this to modern day context, and so we might be worried about people in our lives or people that we know, are they savable? Is God going to reach out to them? And God is saying that coffee mug verse, with me, all things are possible. So there's yeah. like this faith yeah. that salvation can come to any human being because of what Jesus did. And that's pretty encouraging. Yeah, yeah. and I think even just knowing like in that moment, you know, we can we can think of the other people, but if we were really honest with ourselves, there are things in our lives we don't want to walk away from. We don't want to give up. And I think that's what's really, really challenging is, yeah, money is that thing for this guy and for many of us, I would say. Um, but we all have these things in our lives that please don't ask for that, God. <laughs> like, please don't ask me to give that thing up. And I love it because moving into these next verses, we're going to find that, yeah, it, it seems impossible. And for this guy, he he did walk away. But really, not everybody did that. You know, some people did walk away from their lives and start following Jesus. Because whenever a rabbi, you know, would come into their lives and someone wanted to follow that rabbi, they would do what that rabbi said. And some people had done that. We're about to find that out. Yeah. And so you think about the disciples. When Jesus called them, they dropped their nets. They dropped everything and just went and followed yeah. him. 
And so in verse 27, Peter says, we've did that. We give up everything to follow you. What will we get? And then here's where there's a, a real big piece of encouragement. It's like we've gone from this rich guy to now we're focusing a little bit on people who have given up everything and don't right. have a lot of stuff. Yeah. And Jesus says that he's, he's assuring them that they're going to be with him. And he says, everyone who's given up anything for me uh, will receive 100 times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. Mm. Uh, and then this last verse is of verse 30 of this section. But many who are the greatest now will be least important then and those who seem least important now will be the greater then. Mm. So even if you're in this life and you're like, boy, things aren't going well, I don't have all this money, I don't have all these things, there's this encouragement, there's this hope, like Jesus is like, hey, I have a plan for you, and man, giving up things to follow me, that's going to be a great, that's treasures in heaven, that's going to be a great thing for you, which is very cool. Yeah, 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 I love that. And I think that it is not different for us now to know that we, we do measure like, everything that we do and we think we're successful. Like this guy, like you would have thought that this guy that came to Jesus was a success, like we're talking about earlier and had everything. But like, just because you're wealthy doesn't mean you're doing it right. Just because things are going well for you on earth doesn't mean you're doing it right. Like it really isn't about that. And and that that's the whole message of this is the treasure in heaven. Like you said, like it's all about treasure in heaven, not treasure on earth. And that's Mary, tough. you've gone to meddling again. I am. <laughs> you've gone to meddling. I did choose the verse, so you're welcome, that's guys. True. I hope that's that you true. are uplifted and feeling good. <laughs> All right. So I so I read a book when I was in grad school called The Hard Teachings of Jesus by F.F. F. Bruce. Mm-hmm. I think he was in the movie Braveheart. Is that the Bruce? Oh, was he in there? I thought I recognized that Yeah, name. and so F.F. F. Bruce, this, this book was called The Hard Teachings of Jesus, and he would take these passages like this and try to dissect them or exegete them, as yeah. we say in our little theological circles. And this would be a passage that would have fit right into F.F. F. Yeah. Bruce's uh, world. And so, But I've come up with a new terminology for this kind of a passage. Because this passage takes us on a big ride, right? Yeah. And so, it's like, what do you say when you're on a big ride, Mary, and you're having fun? Wee! wee. So, this is a wee. <laughs> I love that. This is a wee <laughs> passage. Because it— so we can read this and, and and do a couple things. We can dismiss like, well, if God all, if, with God all things are possible. So that his his polemic there kind of gets the wealthy man. Let's get rid of that. Yeah. But I do think there's a for the W in here. Mm-hmm. There's a warning. Yeah. Yep. Hey, be careful. Are you storing up for yourself treasures on earth or treasures in heaven? Mm-hmm. And Jesus even says later, and he's talking about the parable of the soils or the seeds, as some people mis- mistakenly call it. Uh, <laughs> that there's this idea that. Some people, like the seed of God is planted, but it gets choked out because of the cares and the worries about the things of this life. Mm-hmm. So there's a warning here. Don't let those things have too much influence. Yeah. And so and the second, so the we, the second E. I was, let me say this about the warning. that I highly recommend that as people are listening to this, that they consider God's grace, that they would even recognize something as a warning, you know what I mean? Because that's a sign of like spiritual maturity that the things that we used to delight in Mm -hmm. and not even consider that this was sinning against God or someone else to actually uh, sense, hey, this is probably not good. This is probably bad. Maybe this is sin. That's grace from God. The work of the Holy Spirit uh, should not be taken lightly. One, so that you can uh, give that to Him and and begin to, to turn from that and turn back to Him. But also you don't want to grow numb to that. You don't want your conscience to be seared by ignoring that. And so so warning can kind of feel like harsh, but man, what grace great, that he would reveal yeah, that to us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so the second E then goes right along with that. It's examination or mm-hmm. uh, looking at what's going on, looking at my life and saying, okay, here's this warning from Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
man, am I putting so much influence on the things of this earth or am I putting more trying to influence what I think about for the kingdom of heaven, treasures in heaven? Mm -hmm. So it's examining my life and saying, am I putting too much stock in possessions and, and gaining money and gaining power? Because according to Jesus here, those things aren't necessarily products of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so it's like there's an examination piece that's going on here. There's a warning. There's an examination. But then the last we, which makes it we. Yeah, not just we, but we. we. Exactly. Yeah. Is there's this encouragement, this idea, the coffee mug saying that with mm-hmm. God, all things are possible. So even if we're messing it up to some degree, God can do anything. Yeah. But then also, if you are in this world and possessions are not plentiful, mm-hmm. <laughs> bountiful, that there's encouragement that, hey, just keep seeking the kingdom of God and there's going to be great blessing in that. It's not about just this life. This is, yeah. like Mary said earlier, it's, that's almost like a mirage or a misnomer yeah. to think, oh, I'm successful in this life. Right. Mm-hmm. When Jesus is saying it's way more important to think about the life to come and doing the things of the kingdom versus the things of this earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And and I, I hope that that encouraged you because I think when whenever we study this, we're like, man— but if you're like not feeling like, oh man, like you might not be reading it truly and allowing it to soak in. Like you should be feeling that, but then be encouraged, like you said, of like literally the disciples that he's talking to literally did that. So yeah, so yeah it sounds impossible and, and very much so it is, but God got to their hearts and he can get to our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. as we go, I know when we were studying this and I started driving in my car, driving home and I'm like, God, do you want me to sell my car? <laughs> what do you want? You know, just just that posture, like obviously maybe that's not what he's asking of you, right? We don't want to go too extreme, but like, what does he want from you? And what is he asking from you? And having that surrendered posture of like, God, I want to follow you. And it's not about making things well here for me. It's about following you. And so that's our encouragement, our we for you today. Um, join us. So so it's Father's Day this weekend. It's going to be a fun weekend. So make sure to join us. And then we're kind of turning into this Hebrew series. So I'm really excited yeah. um, to get going into that series where we'll kind of break some different things down there. So, so Mary, where did you land? Are you selling Theophilus or are you going to Theophilus is my old car. Oh, old car. Okay. Theophilus right. sounds like a great, uh, like, biography. Yeah. A story of your Theophilus. life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's what we'll actually call this episode, Selling the. No, oh, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, thanks for joining us today. And we hope that you can join us at, on any of our campuses. You can check it out at hopefellowship.net. Um, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Breakdown. You know, it's our hope that you learn something new about God's Word for the sake of knowing God and taking one step in your journey to the center of God's purpose for your life. If you're wanting to keep the discovering going, which we hope you are, you can check out past episodes at hopefellowship.net slash podcasts or by searching The Breakdown on Spotify or any other streaming platform. And don't forget, please leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of The Breakdown.